0: r slash scredit. divorce lawyers of reddit what's the most screwed you've seen someone does it count if i divorced a divorce lawyer we were very young 26 i think when we separated were together little over three years She was still just an associate of course, but she worked for the largest lawyer firm in the country, with a book long worth of names in the company name and evil looking giant glass building. We bought an apartment I never wanted, and we bought it before we got married by we i mean she put 30k she got from her father as a gift into the furniture and decor and appliances and i bought the fucking 2bd apartment in the very worst time about one year before the recession where prices were inflated like hell even where she started making almost as much money as i did she did not contribute to the mortgage payment she always used to bug me about paying cash She never had one coin on her and regularly asked me for some cash because 10 years ago paying with card was not as common for example in taxi, buses, newsstands etc. So to shut her up, I started paying most of the expenses with debit card and it saved me a lot of money because in the divorce, she expected we will sell the apartment and she would somehow be entitled to half of it. In my country, if I would buy it after our marriage, that would be the case. Long story short, even with a lawyer from her firm who made my lawyer look like a toddler in a suit, she went out of the marriage with one car that she insisted we buy a VW Golf MK6 with entry level basic trim that cost 16k year. We had it about 4 months before we filed for divorce, it was in her name, but again, those 40% down were paid from my account. The market value of the apartment after the recession hit also EU market fell down about 25%, so if we would want to sell it, after the bank would get what they're owed, we would be probably owing the bank a 5 figure amount. Long story short, she got the keep the car, and I got the keep the apartment I never wanted, but had to keep, in order to lose even more money on it. For several years I could not even afford a car to drive to work, but I managed to pay off the apartment after 7 years and sell it with nice profit. But even the fact she got to keep the car was my goodwill. The judge studied our account history, where it was clear I paid for dinners, groceries, car maintenance, and for every euro I spent on our household she spent less than 20 cents, and that was with the 30k from her father. Even our wedding was out of my pocket, including her dress. So my friend's parents had a particularly nasty divorce. Married for 20 years. Not because of wife but the husband. Husband was completely blindsided. Everything was fine. He got to come home from work and sit in a recliner and eat the dinner that was made. Take his son to paintball and ignore his daughter and wife. Perfect wife wanted to go counseling and and asked several times over about five years and husband refused nothing was wrong well finally wife wanted out and filed for divorce and moved out while husband went on a four-day paintball trip well it goes from there he wants to have a family meeting so she and kids go over and are ambushed by his redneck trash of family he has a gun His friend tried to physically restrain his daughter, my friend 19 at the time, but her brother 15 got him off her. Horrible shit. Well. After three nasty years of divorce it's finally over. He doesn't have alimony, but he has child support for both kids. And he has to pay cell phone and health insurance until each kid graduates from college. Well here is the Justice Bonaparte. The husband is a moron. He was horrible to his daughter, my friend. So she stopped talking to him. Well the idiot said. If she's not gonna talk to me. I'm not paying shit. And when he mailed the child support check it was one half what it was supposed to be. And included a handwritten. Signed. And dated note saying something to the effect of wife. Not naming names on here. This check is for the child who speaks to me. I'm not paying for the one who doesn't, and if you say anything to me about, or give me any shit, I'll stop paying for him too. That's cool you idiot. Handwrite, sign, and 8 concrete evidence of your contempt of court and extortion. Needless to say it did not work out for him. One of my father's friends tried to solve the earth before getting divorced. A rental house and a cabin were needed to relatives, the cars they drove every day were sold to other relatives for tiny sums, stocks handed over to a trust for the children, etc. He even vanished a chunk of cash from the company he co-owned with his wife using funny invoices, and stopped paying himself a salary, electing to burn through their personal savings for over a year instead. He learned that judges really really hate when you try to hide or intentionally diminish assets and they will absolutely refer you to prosecutors for fraud. I don't think he did any jail time in the end, but his ex-wife got everything, plus the satisfaction of firing him from his own company. The couple that previously owned my house I now owned it. that. Not sure which went scorched earth though. I was renting through a property management company. Then one day, I got a letter from the management company saying that I could not renew my lease as the house was entering foreclosure. I freaked as I liked this house and wanted at least a couple more years before buying. Well I went online to search and found that not only was it being foreclosed upon, it was bought at county auction a couple months prior i.e. it was a done deal. I called the property management company to set up some viewing of new homes, and the representative gave me some more details. Basically the couple had about 10 homes as investment properties, but they are going through a divorce. Whoever handled the finances stopped paying all the bank loans and property tax. The property management company had 10 families going through the same shit I did. I actually really liked the home, wish I knew it was going to auction as I would have been there to bid. What ended up happening was I met the new owner who showed up at my doorstep telling me he owned the house. We spoke, I got his details, and ID and verified he was the new owner. He wanted to flip it, assuming it was a trashed rental house, since he bought from auction site Unseen. We made an agreement that I would buy it, as long as prices worked out in each of our favor. I paid rent to him during that time, and 6 months later we closed. But holy crap. Whoever was the finance handling person of that couple in the divorce threw away 10 houses and probably hid their rent money income during the time they did not pay bank slash taxes just to screw over the other person I regularly get mail for them lots of court notices which I have to return to sender always with Mr. or Mrs. last name from a law firm or the county Friend of mine is a divorce lawyer his favorite is the time the husband in a bitter divorce got some slimy lawyer and said he would outlawyer her and break the bank before giving her anything she wanted. This was in front of my friend, her lawyer. He looks at her and says I'm working for you pro bono, free from this moment forward. He looks back at them and says I got all day. My wife's ex-husband tried this regarding child support. They agreed to work on a payment outside the court system because it would save both parties money. He told her he could afford $200 a month, maybe $250 a month, but that would be the absolute most he could do. She felt that was a little low, but told him to let her think it over and she would get back to him. He then spent the next several days asking her if the $200 figure would work because he knew someone who would type it up and then they could both sign ended up finding the state guidelines for calculating child support payments and plugging in all the numbers said his payment should be 800 dollars 850 She countered with asking for $400 because we didn't need the full amount to take care of the kiddo, buy him things he needs on top of doing fun things. Dude outright refused and said there was no way he could afford that much because it would impact his lifestyle too much. She pointed out he was offering less than a quarter of what Testate said was the minimum amount he should be paying. Jude still refused. So then we had to get the legal system involved. Lawyers were hired, numbers were discussed in mediation and still he refused to budge. He was told by the mediator, if this goes to court the judge isn't going to care if it impacts your lifestyle. Mediation failed, a court date was scheduled. The date arrives, and he walks in with a brand new lawyer. The hearing got pushed because the new lawyer didn't have time to prepare for the case properly having been hired like two days prior. Next court date they tried to bypass the custody hearing by pushing for a change in custody that fell through because it was based on him having a picture of my wife standing by a mutual friend of ours. Next court date he walked in with a third lawyer and the date got pushed again. Rinse and repeat shit like that for 8 months before finally a hearing was held. It lasted long enough for the judge to look at the numbers involved. She set his child support at the 800 plus figure and that was the end of things. It was the most ridiculous petty thing ever. He ended up paying over twice what my wife was asking for and manged a rack of thousands in legal fees. Divorce lawyer and mediator here. I once mediated the case of Neckbud v Tigermom. It must have started out as the perfect dream for Neckbud. He landed a hot Asian wife, brought her to this country, but once that green card came through things changed. They had a daughter together, and the case was mostly about her. Tiger Mom had zero respect for this guy, and try as I might to maintain my empathy, I've never felt a greater urge. To stuff another human into a locker. Two of his demands really stand out. He asked for the following injunction. Tiger Mom shall be enjoined from discussing Neckbird's weight in a derogatory manner. Specifically, Tiger Mom may not refer to Neckbird as Fatty, tubby, Pudgy, or Baymax. Normally I wouldn't take an offer like that to the other side. I'd normally help a guy come up with something more sensible, but everyone, including his lawyer just could not take this guy seriously, so I wrote that out verbatim and trotted over to Tiger Mom's room. Of course she thought it was hilarious. She had a super thick accent and said, my daughter call him Baymax cause he looked like Baymax I can't fix, that he have to fix that. There comes a point at the end of the day when everything is pretty much settled and people are dividing up the shit in the house. Of course Neckbit has a meltdown at this point and it's over a damn Nintendo Switch for the daughter. Tiger Mom made the very sensible proposal that the daughter take the Switch with her to each parent's house as she goes back and forth. Neckbit freaks out and demands the Switch stay with him at all times because there's no way Tiger Mom can take proper care of it. Mind you the attorneys are billing enough to pay for three switches an hour at this point. I don't know what happened to the guy, but I do know calling him Baymax could land one lady in contempt of court after the most hilarious enforcement trial of all time. And he owns what's probably the most expensive Nintendo Switch in the world. Edit. Wow thanks for the gold. A little extra info, based on some of the comments. Yes I'm a jerk, and I was a bit of a bully here. I could have presented his offer more diplomatically, but life is short, and I knew it was gonna be a good story, and I had to hear the Baymax story from Tiger Mom. Injunctions against disparaging are common and important and the one they got was broader than this. As for who is the victim here, both? Neither? Neckbird had sex at least once, and it was way out of his league. He also has a well-adjusted daughter and plenty of time with her, if he wants to take it. He even has gaming in common with her. Tiger Mom had to put up with this guy for a few years, but now has a prosperous life and a lovely daughter. I say Tiger Mom because she was impressively focused and dedicated and hardworking. They both had good jobs, and she was very serious about parenting. There was never much doubt she'd get the kid primarily. I can answer for a friend. His wife was divorcing him because he's an unreliable idiot. He figured that he was smarter than everyone, so he dragged out the process, as long as he possibly could making it as difficult as possible on her. Scheduling and rescheduling meetings. Not showing up. Promising to do a thing, and then backtracking later. Refusing to negotiate at all. I think his plan was to make the divorce so difficult on her, that she would just stay married. He was also doing all this pro se, so her lawyer had to deal directly with him. After a year of this his wife had had enough. She told her lawyer to make it happen. So the lawyer set a date and the court served him notice of the divorce proceeding. She showed up to court and he wasn't there. So as the only party there she got a very one-sided deal. She got their business, custody of the kids, the house and all contents, her car, and the bank account. He got his car his clothes, and half the proceeds of the sale of the house, when she decides to sell it. That's it. He found out about this, when he called the court a week after it happened. What had happened, is her lawyer served the divorce notice to an address in a different town with a similar name. Normally this would have been caught by his attorney who would have received notice directly from the court, but since he had no attorney, there was no one other than him, that the court could send it to he finally hired a lawyer and tried to get the settlement tossed as he claimed he was never served, but the judge said there was nothing he could do. Edit. I have relayed this as best I can, and as it was told to me, most of the details come from my friend, the protagonist in this narrative so why I did look up the public court records, and they appear to corroborate the events in as much as can be determined. Arnold, Only a relative of one. Plus I know both of the parties, but the sheer WTF factor of the whole case more than compensates. A teacher starts her job at the high school I attended at the time and immediately starts hitting on a student. Student is male, 16 yo, teacher is female with ink literally drying on her diploma, so 24 to 26. Things progress to the point where school administration takes notice. And while the teacher isn't doing anything throw your ass in jail illegal. Local AOC is 15. It is one of the things that can get her fired on the spot. This is Europe. Firing a public employee without a bulletproof case against them is extraordinarily difficult. School administration is lenient. And she ends with a stern warning. And is prevented from teaching in that particular class ever again. Student graduates. Sometime later they marry, build a house and have two kids fast forward 10 years teacher now in her early 40s repeats the performance on another student again m yo school administration tells her she either resigns or they will go all the way on her tanking her whole career in the process so she does her husband kicks her out of the house and files for divorce and here comes the kicker Neither party wants the kids, and the teacher continues her relationship with the new student despite everything that happened. I represented a woman whose husband had attacked her with what was essentially a broomstick, but instead of a broom at the end there was a metal scrub brush. When the time came for trial, I figured the other attorney, an old professor of mine, was going to ask for and get a continuance. Why? because there were pending criminal charges for the assault and the guy can't just remain silent in civil court as he can in criminal court if you refuse to answer a question in civil court the court can take a negative inference against you when the husband's lawyer and i were talking prior to the hearing he told me he was going to have the hearing today unless i was willing to drop the alimony claim i think he took my questioning him if he wanted a continuance as an indication that i was unprepared Since I wasn't, I told him I was going to have the hearing, and that his client was going to be my first witness. Husband's attorney said his client would please the fifth, and I told him the chancellor, judge, would take a negative inference if he did. Husband's attorney said, the chancellor will do what the chancellor will do clearly trying to intimidate me into backing down on alimony. So when the hearing starts, Husband's attorney is looking a little miffed, that I'm still pushing for alimony, and at this point I have an assistant bring in the broken weapon used to attack my client. The wooden handle stood prop next to my desk and the scrub brush lay on it. I called husband as my first witness. Husband's attorney jumps up and objects that this is improper, and that I have to call my client first. I tell the chancellor I'll respond when he cites a rule. There is no such rule in this court. The chancellor smiled, turned to husband's attorney, and asks him which rule he's referring to. He withdraws his objection, and then says his client is pleading the fifth. I respond that this is fine, but that his client still needs to take the stand, so he can invoke that on each individual question he doesn't want to answer, so the court knows where to take a negative inference against him. The chancellor sides with me, and husband takes the stand. So after my warm-up questions, I ask husband what happened on x date, the night of the assault. He contends wife had driven donuts in the yard he had been working on, and that she then got out of the car, and started swearing at him. Me, that made you angry didn't it? Then, it was disrespectful. Me, that, made, you, angry, didn't it? Him, it would have made anyone angry. Me, slow enough that it sounds like I'm talking to a foreign toddler. That, ma, D, U, and, gry, didn't it? Him, it sure as hell did. Chancellor, if you swear again in this courtroom I'll have you arrested. Me, you said she was disrespectful and her actions would have made anyone angry, right? Him, yes. Me, you didn't just take that lying down, did you? Here's where I'm figuring he'll plead the fifth. And I'll get my negative inference and move on. But before his lawyer can jump up to do so. Husband answers. Tim, of course not. I hit her. Me, you didn't hit her with your hands did you? Tim, no I hit her with that stick you got over there. He actually pointed at it. Me, you hit her more than once didn't you? Tim, I hit her until she got the point. Probably three or four times. His lawyer is literally facerpumming at this point. Me, you hit her hard enough that the end broke off, didn't you? I'm holding up the metal scrubber. Him, turning to his lawyer. Is this where I'm supposed to say I don't want to answer cause my criminal case? Needless to say, my client got her alimony. I represented husband and wife was extremely, extremely bitter against him. Her first affidavits and the custody action were like 50 pages of angry ranting about his various failures as a husband and father, including way too much information about his masturbation habits. The first thing the judge did was strike all that from the record. Husband was not the greatest husband or father, but he certainly wasn't the type of violent deadbeat who deserved to never see his kids again, which is exactly what wife was going for. The property division and custody fight dragged on for about 4 years before I got on the file, and husband hadn't seen his kids for about 3 of them. Wife made application after application for parental evaluations and supervised visitation and restrictions on husband's new girlfriend for being around the kids and on and on and on. Simultaneously, the property division was extremely contentious as well. These were solidly middle class folks, the only reason wife could afford to drag it out so long was because she had a ton of her own exempt money that she was perfectly willing to burn on making sure husband was as screwed as he could possibly be. Her lawyer, my god, what a piece of work. I hated wife's lawyer so goddamn much. Absolute dragon of a woman, she drove me all the way around from Batchet to Stockholm Syndrome by how hard she refused to ever compromise. She's the number one lawyer I would recommend to anyone who uh, wants to skullfuck their ex, and B has a spare $100,000 to pay her. Eventually we got the property divided, the divorce finalized, and the first visit husband had had with his kid in a couple years. Surely everyone was tired of fighting by this point? Haha, <laughs> no. Wife immediately filed to move with the kids to another jurisdiction, where she had more family support. Husband was plain out of money to fight at this point. He was pretty defeated. We were off the file. So I don't know if wife succeeded in moving the kids, but she probably did. In wife's defense, one of the kids had some pretty severe emotional issues that husband probably exacerbated. I don't necessarily think she was wrong to want some degree of supervision or restrictions on husband's parenting of the kids. And wife absolutely did need family support to care for that kid and hold down a job. And husband was the type who talks more about wanting to be a good parent than he was actually willing to put in the effort, either before or after the split. But, my god, couldn't they have reached a compromise on the parenting and property, and then spent all that money on therapists and visitation supervisors, and parenting classes instead of on goddamned lawyers? Jesus. Edit. For all y'all saying that wife should have lost custody, what if I told you that best interests of the child is not in fact code for punish the bitch ex-wife? Kids were definitely better off with wife as a whole. I think the thousands spent on the legal battle could have been better spent, but husband wasn't contesting wife's status as the better parent to have primary custody. Now. But here's a couple. They have a kid. She gets pregnant again, but the prenatal testing comes back with really bad news. The kid is going to be severely disabled, with a raft of health problems. He wants her to get an abortion. She says no. The baby is born, and her condition is just as bad as predicted. So he's got my sympathy up until this. However, he gets a girlfriend. Files for divorce. He's thinking they'll just split everything, and here's his idea of the split. She can have one kid, the one that had 4 surgeries, before she was a month old, and requires 24 hour care, who might eventually learn to speak a few words, but will never understand, why she is always in pain. And he'll take the healthy kid. She can have the car, he'll take the house. He just wanted the wife and child to vanish, and he admitted this to the judge. The judge was not impressed. Wife got custody of both kids, the house, the nicer car, and he was ordered to cover all the medical expenses for the rest of the disabled child's life. I was told he started to argue, and his lawyer told him to stop talking. Nope. Dad wanted visitation only with the healthy kid, so the judge ordered him to pay for the disabled kid's care during every minute of visitation time, so mom could have a break. Guy starts to argue again. And his lawyer told him to STFU if he wanted to have any assets left at all. Now. This happened in my family. My uncle and his wife divorced. And the wife was awarded their matrimonial home which was fully paid by my uncle. They agreed upon the terms. Who will have what? Upon separation. Signed on papers. And was recognized by courts. Basically what they agreed on is the wife will get the house but no alimony. The reason for the terms they both agreed on is upon consideration that the separation happened as his wife had cheated. She found the terms favorable as she will be able to get to keep the mid seven figure house though she will not get any alimony. Thing is, before they signed the papers, my uncle paid a down payment, 50%, for the house to undergo a huge renovation well into the mid six figures range. The house is valued at mid seven figures, so it is a relatively luxurious house. When the divorce was finalized the renovation was only in the beginning state. Walls were torn down, a lot of sands, piles of construction material here and there, toilets dismantled, kitchen dismantled etc etc. Basically still in the tearing down phase. At that time they were both staying in another smaller house my uncle owned. My uncle refused to pay the reminding amount for the completion of the renovation and informed the renovation company. He basically straight up told the company the house is not his anymore, and he will not pay the remainder. Since he already paid a huge down deposit the renovation company did not take back the materials left in the house, and just left everything in the house, and stop at whatever stage of the renovation they were on and just stop going. His ex-wife, was basically fked, since it was agreed, that she will get the house but no alimony. They have no child so there is no child support either. So being a stay at home wife she has no money to complete the renovation. Having no savings. And no alimony to depend on. And on top of that. Once her family found she had cheated they basically ignored her. So she has no money. Her house is basically unlivable. And my uncle has absolutely no interest. In spending another dime on her or her house. Thank you so much for watching the whole video. Please leave a like and subscribe.